Hey, how you doing? Um, long time no talk. So I, I am cleaning up my depression, de- depression, the de- depression, <laughs> depression house. Um, after God, I don't know how many weeks, how many months, but it's been a while. Um, and in the midst of cleaning. You know, as most people uh, with abandonment issues, ADHD, all that other stuff, mental health problems and overthinkers, um, you probably resonate with this. But I realize that the reason I don't do what I'm supposed to do when it comes to really taking care of my household is because I really suffer really really bad with the fear of losing everything and in the midst of losing everything I don't want to lose everything so I don't unpack I don't clean up I don't you know do any of that in fact I find myself buying more unnecessary things that I don't need And I end up with duplicates of everything because I'm scared of losing everything. And uh, and I'm just kind of like, well, Zena, you wouldn't lose everything if you were to do the right thing. Like you, you really would not lose everything if you were to organize your life. Now, I don't know what's been going on with me lately or why I have felt the need to hoard all of this stuff. And I've been so in denial about about the fact that I'm a hoarder. I realize that I am, in fact, a hoarder. Not because I intend to be, but because I literally am just afraid of losing everything. So I like to hold on to sentimental things, things that hold no value, no purpose, or no reason to my life. I hoard emotions. I hoard um, objects. I hoard feelings. I hoard people. And I know it sounds like, how can you hoard all of these things? And the truth is, you can. And by hoarding feelings and emotions, you're holding on to these emotions. You're holding on to these feelings. You're holding on to these objects to feel like you have some sense of comfort. They're giving you some sense of comfort. They're giving you some sense of um, home. You know what I mean? And... um. And I'm just like, you know, it's not like you, you can't, you can't do that because by holding on to these things, holding on to unnecessary things in your life, you're weighing yourself down. You are literally killing yourself by hoarding these emotions, hoarding these feelings, hoarding these objects, these people. Think about it. How many friends do you actually have? That you can call them and no matter what, they'll come. Now, how many times have 
they called you and you dropped everything you were doing to go check on them, to go make sure they have the need, to go say, hey, I'm here. What's going on? You know what I mean? How many times have you done that? Now, can you truly say that that person would do the same thing for you? And the reason you're holding on to them is because you're like, oh, well, you know, it's it's a mutual feeling. Like, you know, they'll do it for me. I do it for them. And, you know, it's going to be all right. We got this. We're good. You know, like that's that's our friendship. That's how it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not OK. It's not acceptable. And, and I get why you may feel that it's acceptable. I get that. I get why you, you know, why you want to just say, oh, well, you know, though it's like we have an understanding. You know what I mean? No, baby, you don't. With the men that are in your life, with the women that are in your life, why are you holding on to them when they do not bring any value to your life? Why do you feel the need to hold on to people that have disrespected you, hurt you? Um, gaslight you. Um, let's see what else. Disregard your feelings, your opinions, your emotions. Why? Why do you hold on to people that will only text you once, like once, maybe twice a day? Why do you hold on to that person who is just constantly hitting you up just to smash? You're holding on to them, and you're hoarding them in your life. They're taking up space in your life that it could be meant for somebody else and it may not be you know as soon as you let this person go but then again it may be it just it just kind of depends yes everybody comes into your life for a reason in a season all of that stuff i'm well for that but let's break it down the person that's in your life that's hoarding the spot and holding and taking up the spot that's meant for someone else whether it be friendships, family, relationships, whomever. They're there to tell you, hey, you can be doing so much better than, than this. You're allowing people to take up your space. You do, you allow people to treat you the way that you, you allow people to treat you the way they want to because you allow it. If that makes sense with what I just said, like I'm, I'm really just, just shooting shit with this, but it, it, in my head, it just makes so much logical sense because I'm like, I literally have multiple people right now that only hit me up to, to engage in sexual activity or to just keep me around because they're bored. They have literally set up no future time or date to when they want to hang out again, to when they want to see me. They The phone works both ways. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can sit up and say, hey, you know, do you want to set up a time and, you know, all that stuff. But the thing is, why should I continuously have to ask you to meet up with me? If you wanted to hang out, you'd be like, hey, look, I'm going this place. You want to ride with? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's so much that is ass backwards with that shit. It's ass backwards and it just don't make sense. And then don't get me started with family because we allow family members to treat us the worst way out of the, all the people in the world. Family members can really dog you out and drag you and you allow that shit because you are so used to being like, 
oh, it's okay. You know, they still love me. It's still coming from a place of love. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Think about how much happier you could have been as a child if they not had given you that backwards ass sandwich of a compliment. And if you don't know what that means, basically it's giving you two positives and then that one negative, that big ass negative, the feeling of the sandwich. You think about a sandwich, you just don't put one piece of thing on one thing on a sandwich. When you think about a grilled cheese, okay, yeah, you got the cheese. But some people put more than just one slice of cheese or one type of cheese to that slice of American cheese, that welfare cheese. Some people put more than that. You got to think about the butter that you're adding to the bread to, to get it toasted right. You know what I mean? You got to think about that. And then you think about the bread itself. There's two slices of bread that go on each end of the sandwiches and then you got the cheese. You know what I mean? And if you like me, I know I put more than one piece of cheese on my goddamn grilled cheese because, baby, who got time? So I'm just saying, think about that sandwich. You make a ham and cheese sandwich, a bologna and cheese sandwich, turkey and cheese sandwich, whatever your preference is, peanut butter and jelly. You got two things that's going up in that sandwich. That outweighs those two pieces of bread. Those two positive comments. A lot of people do the sandwich, the sandwich compliment thing in the workplace. And most of the time it's meant to kind of soften the blow on an employee whenever they, whenever the employer feels like they have to give them, you know, give them positive criticism. And in, in the, in the workforce, it works perfectly. Now in family situations, sometimes you don't even get that sandwich compliment. Sometimes they just give it to you really cool and straight out the gutter. Okay, and it's just too damn much because it's just like, you know, Shirley, you could have said a lot of stuff, but the way that you say it, your delivery, your tone is always off. Had you come to me with respect and with, you know, the thought of I should be at least come somewhat considerate because I know I'm not perfect. And I know when I was in her shoes, I could have done this a lot better. So let me help her by teaching her what I already know. See, there's a difference between teaching and telling. And you're telling me instead of teaching me. That don't work, Shirley. Barbara and Shirley, that don't work. It don't work. It don't. As a mother and as a cousin to a lot of little cousins, as as a as an aunt now to three beautiful little nieces that I have, and one of those nieces are on do a I think it's a, I think it's a girl. My sister is both of my sisters are pregnant and one of them is having a girl. One of them already has a little girl. And then I think she's the one that has a little girl already. She's um actually about to have another baby. But I know that as a sister, I was very much there for my little sister. And with my little sister, I realized that a lot of the times. I was not teaching her, but I was telling her. And she didn't want to hear what I had to say. She took it with stride and she took it in her own way. And yes, I know it falls on both directions because it also, you know, it's much as the, the person who's listening and stuff like that. It's a whole thing. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is a lot of the times when I talk to my younger siblings, I find myself telling them instead of teaching them. And when I realized that what I was doing, 
I really had to reevaluate how I was saying things, my tone, my delivery, because if I'm doing it to them, I'm going to do it to my daughter. If I do it to my daughter, I know good and well I'm doing it to my employees. And I don't want to do that. And then I look at the way that I was brought up. A lot of my family has called them, have called themselves teaching me, but in fact, they're telling me what I am going to do, what you are not going to do, what you need to do. And then it was followed up with the backhanded compliment, the backhanded compliment, but criticism, the negative criticism. Oh, well, you're going to do what you want to do because you grown. You know, I can't make those decisions, so I'm going to just stay out of it. But I'm going to tell you, this ain't what you're doing. But I'm going to stay out of it because you grown. Do you hear how ass backwards that sound? Like, that shit don't make sense. You're going to tell me what I'm not going to do. I tell me what I need to do. But tell me you're going to stay out of it because I'm grown. Like Shirley and Barbara, I don't think you understand. I'm still learning. Yes, I am grown. Yes, I have my own bills. Yes, I have all of this stuff. But as human beings, we are constantly learning and evolving every fucking day. Every day. So with that being said, why do you feel the need to be so negative? Why can't you just teach me? Help me. Don't take it over. Let me do it. But teach me the right way to go. Show me how how you did it so I cannot do that. As creatures, we learn by trial and error. So with that being said, your trial, and it was an error, and it didn't work. Okay, cool. But break it down. Don't just throw stuff at me. Matter of fact, just ask me if I'm reciprocating what you're putting down because maybe I'm not. I'm not. A lot of a lot of households, a lot of families, they like to take all of this and they just say, oh, well, I'm going to just throw it at you, this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this is how you're supposed to do it. And then they'll leave and then they'll come back. Well, why the fuck did you do it that way? When I told you, you did do it this way. You just told me. You ain't, you ain't breaking down. You ain't teach me nothing. You just told me. And I get it. A lot of my family, they were not there. You know, they were there. They were there. But what I'm saying, they were not there. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, like, later on in my childhood, after I left my, after my grandmother passed and I moved back in with my mom, you know, most people know of my whole situation, my whole story. And if you don't, I believe I have it in one of the earlier episodes giving a breakdown about my past. Um, I know I'm talking kind of fast. I didn't mean to say that real fast like that, but, um, but it's all there. Now, when I moved in with my mom, my family members, they, um, they were all just kind of like, you know, Hey, now if you need me, call me, Hey, now, you know, I'm here and all that stuff. And because I missed out on so much of them and, you know, really getting to know them. And even though I knew them now, don't get me wrong. I know my family. I knew them better. I know them better than, you know, my siblings do because 
I had that sense of them growing up. Like, I remember what it was like during on the weekends whenever everybody was off. We would all get together, have a party, have a cookout, you know, just have a really good time. We were all at that place and doing that. You know, I remember those. I remember chasing around with my running around with my cousins, running in and out, getting yelled at and, and popped in the mouth and all that stuff. I remember all of that. I remember the good times, the bad times, the laughter, the deaths, the funerals, the parties, the celebrations, all of it. But, and I think because I remember all of those good times that I tried to keep certain family members in my life because that's all I had. Not realizing that there are boundaries that need to be set in my life because I'm a different person. I'm not that same little girl I was. And I'm hoarding these people in my life. And it's not just on my mom's side. You know, it's, it's on my dad's side. It's my grandparents, my, my grand, not my grandparents per se, but on my grandparents side of the family. Like, you know, I allow people to say certain things and, and do certain things. And I just brush it off and keep it going. But in reality, I don't brush it off. I'm just hoarding those emotions. You see how it all ties together. I'm hoarding those emotions and feelings that I need to be expressing to these people. Now, because I'm hoarding these emotions and feelings in my life, I'm hanging on to objects and things in my life because I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to feel like I'm alone. I don't want to feel like I don't have anything. So these objects are holding a place in my life when I could be finding people who I can fit in with. I can build my own family now. I don't necessarily have to stick with the family that does not really have anything positive to add to my life. I don't have to stick with them. I don't have to do that. But I do. I I do. I find myself trying to keep these people, unnecessary people in my life. I find myself trying to trying to like come up with excuses for them and just be like, oh well, well they didn't mean it and and I and you know I can just I can just go on. You know, it's fine, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I shut down. And then I go into depressive state. And then I stay in my room. I don't go. I either I stay out all day, come home, go straight to bed. And it's about 8 o'clock. Go straight to bed. And especially if I don't have Gabby. Oh, if I don't have Gabby, it's, it's you know, just whatever. And that's, again, not okay. That's not okay. Now, I I can't keep living like that i can't keep living like this where i'm hoarding objects feelings emotions people things in my life because they can drown me it's just drowning so what do i do what do i do i i need to set boundaries I need to be able to tell these people what I will allow and what I will not allow in my life. Because I don't want this shit to trickle down to my three-year-old who eventually is going to go into her own world. She's going to start her own life. She's going to be doing her own thing. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Because what type of mother would I be to allow my child to carry my own feelings and resentment, burdens, anger, rage, Everything that I'm feeling, what what type of mom would I be? Who does that? 
you know, hurt parents, hurt people, hurt people raise hurt people, broken people raise broken people. And I do not want to raise a broken child. My child is happy. She is vivacious. She is grown. She's smart. She's independent. She's strong. And she is very much going to be a little leader someday. Now, I know parents say that all the time. Like, oh, my baby's going to rule the world. She's going to do all of this stuff. But my Gabby, no, baby. No, 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 no. My Gabby, my little one, my sweetheart, she is really very, very so much courageous. She's she's so brave. She's like just fearless. And she can do it all. In her eyes, she can do it all. She can run with the boys. She can go and scream. She can go and yell. She can do anything she wants to do because she is Gabby. <laughs> that is my Gabby. So, as a mother, I have to clean my space. I have to get rid of all the negative vibes and negative energy and the negative people in my life. I have to get rid of all of this. I can no longer hold on to it because I don't want my child growing up in this. I don't care at this point in my life who you are, but you are not adding any value. Substance, entertainment, fuck that. Any educational purposes to my life, nothing. Zip dam nada, okay? So I'm sorry, but you got to vomit those. Let's go. You got to go. <laughs> you got to get out. So if you find yourself holding on to sentimental things or, or little values or pieces of paper or, or clothes, clothing because it holds a little memory in your heart, bitch, you got those memories for a lifetime. You really, If they really mean that much to you, take a picture of it, put it in a scrapbook, put it in your closet, and I bet you nine times out of ten, you will never go in that scrapbook again until you go to add another piece of thing to that scrapbook. Not, you won't open it. You will not open it. I guarantee you. Let it the fuck go. I found myself holding on to Gabby's premium clothes because I was like, oh my God, she was so small. She was so cute. She was so innocent, so perfect. And then after that, after that moment, I was like, wait a minute. This was the darkest time in my life. I had a baby. I was going through postpartum depression. Um, my ADHD was very, very much at its highest. Um, I was also raising the baby alone because my husband had to move to Georgia to go start a life for us. So that way we can all move down there together, be happy, all this great shit. Right. Okay, cool. And, but also throughout that time, I was also traveling back and forth to Georgia to get the house set up <clears throat> to start moving things. Um, and then also, um, dealing with the baby who was, had acid reflux really bad, who threw up every fucking time she ate and literally, when I say throw up, no, I mean projectile vomit across the damn room, okay? Every freaking time. It never failed. So when I was looking at them damn premium clothes, guess what the fuck happened, bitch? I got fucking depressed. I got depressed. I was cleaning up. I was in a mood. I was going ham, okay? I was throwing stuff in bags left and right, left and right, and left and right, and then I came across her clothing. I was like, oh, she was so perfect and so small. And also, she didn't gain weight for like the first three to four months, okay? This this was in a preemie to newborn clothes the first four months of her life, okay? That is not normal 
But yet, I'm trying to hold on to that. God was like, sis, you want a baby so bad. I'm going to give you a baby. I'm going to give you your baby. And once I let go of the fact that I had lost my son, my first baby, my little boy. God was like, Zanai, you need to do some healing. You got some work to do. And I did that work and what I thought I did. And I, you know, I let go and I was just like, God, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And if not, I had made a decision that me and Reggie, we were going to adopt. We were going to adopt. We were going to get us a baby one way or another. And, you know, and we were going to save some little kid's life. That was, that was the plan. So then next thing I know, boom, I'm pregnant. Whole story. (laughs) I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. You know, I'm so grateful. And then about four or five months into that goddamn pregnancy, this little heifer, my child, you know, as a parent, you can call your child names and you and every parent knows, like, I know what she mean. I know exactly what she going through because them children, them, them crotch goblins. Yep. Them crotch goblins, them demanding churn, them demanding that I swear they worse than managers. They worse than the, than than corporate visits. Okay, corporate visits are are a walk in the fucking park compared to raising children. Just I'm just gonna call it like it is. Tell it like it is. But <laughs> that little child gave all everyone a run for her run for their money like everyone i mean between the hospital visits the doctor visits going to the doctor four times a week three to four times a week seeing three actually it was six appointments three different doctors okay three different doctors every fucking time every time starting at 18 weeks 18 weeks now I had her at 36 weeks. So, you know, just saying that's 18 more weeks of doctor's visits. That's a lot of pain, a lot of enduring and then steroid shots in my ass. Um, Yeah, all of that. So when I tell you that I can call my child names and nobody better not say shit, I can call my child names because those 18 weeks of pure torture and stress and fear. I fucking deserve it. The labor, I fucking deserve it. I can say what I want. I can do what I want. And nobody can question me because I am a mother. Bitch, I'm a mother. Twice. I'm a mother twice, okay? I didn't have two kids and I deserved that much. But, um, basically, yeah, it just... These these kids these days are a whole different breed, but but I would not trade this little girl for the world. And I realize that I have so many memories with her. So many memories, so many pictures, all of that stuff. And I can take these pictures all day long and have all of these memories, but I can't hold on to her clothes. I can't hold on to these toys because the more toys she gets, the more room, the less room I have to allow new things into my life. Let me repeat that. Okay. Because I wasn't even prepared. I like none of this is rehearsed, by the way. None of it's rehearsed. This is all coming straight from the dome. Like if the talks that I have with one of my good friends and I really shouldn't have a conversation with him being at all the stuff. That's a whole nother thing. I'm not even going to get into that. I digress. But, um, (coughs) but what I'm saying is 
I can take all of this shit. And I can take it and keep it in this house. I can keep all her toys, all her clothes, her shoes, every fucking thing. I can keep all of that, right? And parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, because Gabby is the center of everyone's world of my family. They would really just come in, buy more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. And then I would continue to buy more stuff, more stuff because I lose track of it because of the ADHD that I have. And I put it in my house somewhere and then I forget where I put it. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go get more because my family's asking where the fuck is it? And I don't even know where it is. Like, I don't. I'm be honest. I don't. I don't. I lose track of everything. And I like try to put out this image like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But bitch. I done started 15 projects in this house and now I have made an executive decision on my day off where I also have to go and get Thanksgiving food for my grandparents because they called and asked for that. I have made the executive decision the day that my child comes home that I am going to deep clean my house from top to bottom. I have drinking a whole cup of Starbucks coffee. One Red Bull. I'm actually getting ready to start my second. And then I'm about to go to the store to go get some get gas in my car and then get some type of lunch in my system because, yeah. And I just now finished her room. And I've been in her room for about an hour and a half. And I know everyone's like, Zana, what the fuck is taking so long? It's because I literally have started three projects in her room. And I'm just now finishing them. So, I can't continue to allow this shit to happen. I have to literally let things go because I plan on moving. I plan on leaving the state of North Carolina. I don't know where the fuck I'm going, but I'm leaving this bitch, okay? I'm out of here. I am leaving because I realize that North Carolina, I love it, but there is no growth here. And I have to allow room for new things and new beginnings and new everything because I can't be stagnant. Being stagnant, you don't learn anything. You don't grow. Staying in the same flower pot that you were first, you know, that you started in, that you were born in. No, everybody knows you have to leave the state that you are from at least one time in your life. And God damn it, I'm going to do it. I refuse to be stuck here. I refuse not to grow anymore because I got to do it. I got to do it. I am a one child parent right now. You know what I mean? Yes, I have another child, but my child is in heaven, okay? So, and and I, when I say that, people are like, wait a minute, but I thought you had two. I did have two. But physically, on this earth, I have one. A little girl. She needs to see that uh, she does not need to rely on a man to do things for her. And I was waiting for my Prince Charming to come so he can, you know, come and sweep me off my feet. We can travel the world together as a family. So, as I was saying, I'm sorry, got a phone call. Um, I just need to kind of close this out and without leaving it just, you know, me talking and cutting off and shit. So, basically, if you have things that you just need to let go and, like, take a picture of it, put it in a scrapbook. And I promise you, you will never open up that damn scrapbook to go through the damn memories. You will never go through that shit. Never. So, why keep it? Why continue to allow it to breathe your air? Breathe your energy. Breathe all of that stuff. If we can take feelings, think about it. 
if we can take the feelings that we are the the things that we didn't say to someone and like take it and put it into uh words like and just let it go think about how much easier that would be instead of just holding on to it so do that like take take your journal and if you have one if you don't go get one i highly suggest it and watch how all of that shit that you've been holding on to poof disappear and if you're still holding on to it that means it's big enough to say something about it if it's really bothering you deep down inside after you don't wrote it down and you don't express it or you don't punch it out on a punching bag not an actual person because you know that results in jail time and honestly i'm for hitting but let's just be honest for legal purposes don't hit nobody <coughs> yeah don't hit nobody now but what i'm saying is you can take all of that shit bro and just journal that shit and just boom next thing you know you ain't gotta worry about it but like i said if it's really bothering you to the point where you really need to say something open your fucking mouth and fuck their feelings and say something stop hoarding that energy stop Stop hoarding it. Because I promise you, they're not thinking about it as much as you are. That that item that you're holding on to, that you need to take a picture of and put it in a scrapbook and put it on top of your closet, they ain't, they ain't worried about you. For why? I said what I said. For why, sis? Boo? Bang? Whomever you are? Why? Let it the fuck go. Let it go. And the sooner you let it go, the better off you will be. The better off you will be. I don't think you heard me. All of the shit that's in my house, I'm telling you, 90% of it, I'm throwing it the fuck away. The trash go out on Wednesday. I'm throwing it away. My trash can, my recycling bin, all of that shit's going to be full. I am throwing it the fuck away. My fridge, I'm getting ready to clean that bitch out. All that shit's going in the trash. You know why? Because Thanksgiving's right here, and I know I'm going to have that shit full. And I'm not cooking. I'm going to everybody at house, getting a plate, and it's going to be my dinner for about a good three, two or three days. And I don't care what you say. Black people, we all know we eat it for about two or three days and then go in the trash. Anybody else? Get out of my face. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. So, sis, whomever you are, whatever your pronouns are, that's a whole thing, whatever your pronouns are, like, let it go. Like, I done found size one diapers. My child, do you know the lot? My child is potty trained. And I ain't talking like potty trained. No, my child's potty trained to the point where she wiping her own behind. Why? Do I have it? I'm about to go and get these to my best friend who just had a baby. Matter of fact, yeah, that's exactly what I'm about to do. Let it go, sis. Let it go. Watch your life change. Watch you experience new things. Watch new things come into your life. 
new prospects, new jobs, new beginnings, all of that shit. Watch it. Watch it. It's all come. The sooner the better. But this is more so for myself because I really need to hear this. It's not for anybody else, really. It's just for me. So that's what I'm doing. I'm letting it go. And I feel the need to to express this and to talk about it because I feel like not only myself needed to hear this, but other people as well. But I wish all of you the best. And this has been another episode of Mimosas in the Park. And I hope you all have a fabulous day with this rain that is outside brewing um, here in the good old North Kirkalaki. Okay, um, but if you can't have a good day, as the good sis Tabitha around says, don't go fucking up nobody else's day. You with your half-ass sandwich, with your unnecessary sandwich, let all of that shit go. Move on with your life, because I promise you, anybody got time for your shit. I sure as fuck don't. But, peace and chicken grease. If y'all cooking some chicken and you got my number, call me. I can use some. It's a fat girl moment out here. <laughs> no, but for real though. Um, y'all, remember, you are enough. You are worth it. You are more than enough. Be enough for yourself to let this stuff go. Like, all seriousness aside, be enough for yourself to let all of this shit go. And just watch how your life blooms. The pot that you're in is not too small. It's just cluttered. It's just full of the clutter. And when you get rid of that clutter, watch how you grow. Like, seriously, watch how you grow when you get rid of that clutter. Clutter, The dead leaves that are in your pot. The dead, you know, the dead soil that's in your pot. Watch how you grow when you start to clean that up. You put some more soil in there. You take that old soil out. You put some more soil in there. You get rid of those dead leaves, those dead flowers, all of that shit. Watch how your life grows. Stop hoarding on to this shit. Stop hoarding on to the unnecessary memories that you need to let go of. Because this career is connected to triggers. It, I promise you, it is connected to triggers. The memories, the good memories, yes. But they are connected to the bad memories as well. All of that shit. Stop trying to come up with elaborate bullshit-esque excuses for that shit of trying to hold on to it. Clean it out and watch you get some new bulbs on your plant. Watch you get some new limbs on your tree. It's winter time. Yes, all of that shit's dead. A new season is coming. Do you hear that? Like, bitch, like, <laughs> I would have never thought of this shit had I not been talking. Like, winter, everything dies in the winter. A new season is coming. Yes, like, yes, it's still fall time. Whatever the fuck, you know, whatever season it is. But the thing is, all of that shit's fucking dying. That's the point that I'm making. It's all dying. So let it the fuck go. Let it go.
Life will be so much better for you. So much better. Life will be so beautiful, so grand. But I hope all of you have a good day. I'm really heading out. And I wish you all the best in your decluttering process. So, bye everyone. Until next time. Maybe in another month. (laughs)